2: now
4: Good evening, everyone. And, of course, welcome back to another episode of Saturday Night Live Stream. Hope you guys are having a lovely day. I had an incredible dinner with some brand new friends. I don't know if they're watching, but just wanted to say thank you very much to Lori and Thomas. Happy birthday, Lori. Thank you for asking us to go out and meet your family. Really, really appreciate it. Jerry and Suzette as well. And, uh, yeah, Good times, Florida is amazing, and tonight I'm extremely excited about the topic of conversation. My friends Gary Fielder and Ernie Walker, returning guests, coming back on the show. You know them as the lawyers behind the Dominion Voting System's class action lawsuit. Of course, as many people predicted in the lower courts, they were maligned, they were defamed, they were stonewalled, and now... We have finally reached the point at which this case is going to be before the U.S. Supreme Court. And I ask the question in the trailer and here on the thumbnail. Is this our last chance for justice? There is a lot at stake right here, and I hope that you guys are ready to get down to brass tacks. Do me a favor. Don't forget to like and share the broadcast. Help me out by getting it out there on your favorite social media platform. Whether it's on Truth Social, get or Gab. Twitter, any of those platforms. I'm still not back on Twitter, guys. I'd love to know in the chat if you're in Twitter, if you're back on Twitter, rather, for sponsoring the program. And please join me in welcoming our guests for this evening one more time. And there's the correct button. Uh, Gary Fielder and Ernie Walker. Gentlemen, how are you tonight?
5: Doing great, Zach. Thanks for, thanks for having us. Thank you very much. We're doing real good. Thank you.
4: Well, it's so good to see you guys. <clears throat> You guys are uh, a hit with the, the audience and certainly a hit with me. Uh, the work that you're doing, I think it's invaluable. Uh, and uh, it's been set apart from uh, a number of other court cases that people have attempted to bring uh, regarding Dominion voting systems and some of the larger issues surrounding it. Uh, certainly for the fact that you have made it much farther than uh, any of those other cases. Anybody that else else that I can imagine – um let's begin with you, Gary. Please tell me what has happened since the last time you guys were on the show.
6: Well, I can't remember exactly when we were on. I think we were on after we had lost in the 10th Circuit or in and around that area. And it was so important because, you know, it wasn't a very long decision. They didn't get into the issue of state action and they didn't really Talk about whether a voter had standing. They found that the claim was a so called generalized grievance. And you can't file a generalized grievance against government. But as we've shouted from the rooftops on every show that we've had with you, is you can't extend that concept of generalized grievance to private side actors, because of course they can be sued for money damages. Mm -hmm. So we've always kind of said the obvious, but it's always really been about, well, you know, the claim is frivolous, although that's not really the point. The point is, do you have standing or not? I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, if you say you don't have standing, that doesn't even really touch the issue of whether the claim is valid. So the issue of standing it seems to be an obvious one now. Now, I want to make something clear. We've filed our petition for writ of certiorari, but of course they don't have to take the case. I will say that as far as I can read the court's order, responses are due from Facebook and CTCL and Dominion Voting Systems on October 31st, which I think is Monday or Tuesday of this right. week. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to now have to respond and address these issues of state action and the, 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 the standing of the plaintiffs and the court's jurisdiction. The court doesn't have jurisdiction to handle 1983 claims for citizens against private companies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you see the ludicrously of this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the whole point is, if they take the case, it changes the face of human history. If they don't take the case, well, then we're kind of back to the you know trial court maybe we could now try to amend the complaint uh, it's been over a year and a half since the cl- complaint was dismissed so obviously based on new evidence but anytime you see these establishment politicians debate they always say well you will you denounce any claim to being an election denier and and so in the mainstream we're still, sadly, in that category. So part of, the reason, part of the reason the Supreme Court needs to grant the petition is to give the
4: issue some legitimacy and get us out of the gutter in that regard. Absolutely. Let, let's settle it. At the highest court in the land. I have a comment that I want to make about that. But first, I need to say thank you to SpaceShot76, who says, support your awesome independent journalist, please. Space Shot, it's so good to see you out there. Thank you very, very much for your continued support. Uh, Mike actually gave me my start in podcasting, uh, in a manner of speaking, because he had a big channel. He told uh, his friends that I was making videos, and uh, the rest is history. So I really appreciate you uh, coming in here and hanging out with us, Mike. So, what you just said there about election deniers and the idea of this being part of some fringe right-wing conspiracy. What's really interesting, guys, is that Hillary Clinton just put out a video the other day warning her followers she calls them indivisibles. I suppose that's the antithesis of deplorables. Uh, and, uh, and she said that, Republicans are already planning to steal the next election in uh, in 2024. I don't know what she thinks is going to happen here in 2022, but uh, the process that is happening behind the scenes, it also relates to the Supreme Court. But do you think that it gives your argument any credence uh, uh, to at least have someone uh, consider it? Now that we have people on the left also, uh, uh, you know, talking about fears of potential election fraud.
5: Well, I think even Joe Biden has questioned the twenty two twenty twenty two election integrity uh, and, and suggested that there could be possible election interference. So I, I think there are, uh, and, and even before the twenty twenty election, there were widespread belief among Democrats and Republicans that believe that the elections weren't secure. So on its face, it should be recognized as a fallacy from the beginning that suddenly from November 3rd, 2020 until now, one party believes this was the most secure election in history, and the other party mostly believes it was not.
3: (laughs) Mm Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. And, I, I, th-
5: I think even even Democrats, when you look at the polling now, even even like more than a third of Democrats believe that there were enough. There was enough interference in the election to change the outcome. Um, and, and certainly a majority of the population believes that en- enough shenanigans took place that, to alter the outcome of the election. So it's it's almost laughable uh to, to be called an election denier or to say that somehow that one election was crystal clean and every other election in history is not.
4: Yeah, I, I saw some polling the other day. I think it was talking about the top 20 issues for Americans and the third on the list among all people in in every party was election integrity, uh, ensuring the security of our elections. And although that may mean something different at the end of the day to a Democrat than it does necessarily to a Republican, it truly is a nonpartisan issue. We have to ensure that our elections are administered in a completely unbiased, free and fair manner. And when you have uh, private corporations acting in the capacity of a state actor and tipping the scales one way or the other – I mean, right there, I think that's an excellent argument to say that our elections are not free and fair. They have not been unbiased. And, uh, you know, to me, that's why this case is so important. Well, and plus. The idea that the technology
6: is not going to be turned on the other side. Right. So today it's in their benefit. But when it really is turned on them, not just in some way that could be perceived but actually is turned on them. How do they know that's not part of the setup? That's how your so-called Hitler's get elected Mm -hmm. is to create a bunch of momentum over here and then create even more (laughs) momentum and then use the technology now that it's been so blessed to go all the way back over there and elect whoever they want on the other side. This has never been about being a Republican or a conservative, for that matter, or a Christian or anything. Mm -hmm. But it has everything to do with being a living United States citizen eligible to vote and did vote in the election. You can't say that that person doesn't have standing to go to court and say these private companies violated my rights. Even if they didn't, he has or she has standing to say they did. Mm -hmm. So with the evidence that we have We sort of instinctively, didn't you? Instinctively think that something like "True the Vote" would come out. Didn't you think that someone's going to figure this out? Yes. You know, and I kind of bet on them. We kind of bet that, hey, they're going to figure this thing, or we're going to figure it out. Look what those attorney generals are doing in Louisiana and Missouri. That was me and Ernie at the same time over in Denver. Doing the exact same thing, mm-hmm. setting depositions mm-hmm. of, yes, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, Priscilla Chan. I mean, you know, setting the depositions, ordering discovery just because we're not attorney generals doesn't mean our clients can't file 1983 actions. That's ludicrous. You get can, can you, can you private if, attorneys. Of course, they can bring a
4: claim. Can you define a 1983 action for for people maybe who haven't heard that term before?
6: It, here is what it oddly is, if you want to, you know, dip into it a little bit. When the, when the so-called corporation was, was created in 1871 and, and the 14th Amendment was passed and, and you had all these federal citizens, well, you had to, you had to give them a way to, to exercise their rights. So the Civil Rights Act of 1871 was created and it allowed any U.S. citizen to sue any person acting under color of authority that violated his or her rights. So what I've always found amazing is if I had a client, but let's say I had an African-American client and his rights were violated and the drugs got suppressed and we walked out like, yeah, we won, we won the case. Your rights were violated. He would just go home and go back to work. Mm -hmm. He never sued. He should have been down at the federal court the next day, I feel bad. You know, we, we've gotten out of this idea that when a person violates your rights, you get to sue that person. Mm-hmm. Haven't we been talking about this, you know, from the beginning? It's not Governor Whitmire, it's Gretchen that violated everybody's rights. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe she didn't, but we have standing to say she did, and it would be an individual claim against another living individual for their estate. And so those rights are outlined. You know, First Amendment, right to due process, right to have your vote counted. You see, well, you know, this is what we've been saying. So actually, we're not trying to carve out a new area of law or invent anything new. Uh, This is kind of tried and true. We were just selected because we could not be allowed to exist. Mm -hmm. We had to get just crushed. And they had to sanction us and dismiss us and hope that we went away. And so yeah, if the Supreme Court just doesn't want to hear it and and then we're thrown back in the briar patch, we'll have to deal with it. But the, the 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 sanctions issue, which does mean a lot to us, is still on appeal and and then that would go to the Supreme Court. But but it just seems like if they would take the case just with re- the the issue of standing, I think that the country would greatly benefit because it would put all these private companies on notice that if you want to work with a state in its election process then you're going to be held to the level of the constitution mm-hmm. you can't claim that you're a private actor and that you're just a for-profit vendor and that you can't be sued under the constitution it seems almost obvious that you can so yeah. that would change everything. that would change the matrix of everything and it would just remind mm-hmm. people that they always had those rights they just don't exercise them enough and when and, and you know i guess i'm not encouraging people to be suit happy but on the other hand it would deter the government from violating people's rights do you see mm-hmm. what i mean
4: absolutely uh, and, and you know, that's and, you what know, we're and, talking about and,
5: and that's the whole purpose of 1983 really is to not only compensate the person whose rights were violated but it's in, to enact change within the government so that procedures are changed or whatever and that's and that's primarily why attorneys fees are paid as part of the award in a 1983 claim because oftentimes even in our case we're we're claiming nominal damages right so nominal damages is very little to one person but their rights were still violated mm-hmm. and unless an attorney who is able to get paid uh, is willing to take that case nobody's rights are ever going to get vindicated. So the, 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 the law was, was enacted that way so that it encourages attorneys to take cases that are there to defend people's rights, even where the money damages aren't necessarily that significant. But it's, it's more, like I said, to, to enact change.
4: Can you tell us or give us an example of how this has been used uh, in cases in the past or maybe, you know, successful examples or maybe times where people tried it and they didn't allow it to go through?
6: Okay, this is what we've been saying from the beginning, which is so critical. And all all of your audience understands it, but it's just critical to pound home. Uh, Brown v. Board of Education. Now, the young plaintiff, the perfect plaintiff, you know, went to the, The Kansas School Board tried to get desegregation, failed, went to the state court, failed, went to the United States Supreme Court, and was successful in a civil rights action Mm -hmm. of 42 USC 1983 claim. Now, that was to enjoin a government, okay, from doing something against the Constitution, that Mm -hmm. is, not offering equal education. based upon race that was through the injunction powers of the court. So they're rarely used. And, and, it, and it's something that if you're going to try to get the state of Colorado to stop doing something, it, basically you can't sue for damages, but, but you can always sue a state in federal court to try to enjoin them from doing something against you. Now, if you're on the private side, so back to the detective example, I mean, detectives do get sued. Uh, The person in the George Floyd case, he got he got prosecuted and the government brought civil rights cases on behalf of the family because his civil rights were violated by having the knee on his neck and all that other stuff. So, yeah, the detective got sued now in his personage. So if there's lack of training, you can slurp in the municipality, but you still can't really sue the state of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You could sue Milwaukee or whatever, you know, what you know, Minneapolis, whatever it was. But but do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. State is, the state is always immune to the Eleventh Amendment uh, from money damages. So when we sued these private entities, we we were mixed in with the other cases like Sidney Powell's cases right. and Lynn Woods cases that were asking the federal government to enjoin these states from doing this or that. We were just suing the private side companies. So we weren't being cute. We were doing it right. We were bringing the cases under the, under the 1983 private side action for damages against state actors. So our model, and you can look this up on Google Scholar, because of course they didn't, they didn't print it, was a case called Bruce Bauman v. the Federal Reserve. You go to Google Scholar and just type in Bruce Bauman with two Ns, v federal reserve of kansas city bruce was on the sidewalk in denver and a private federal reserve officer came out and interacted with him and ultimately arrested him off the sidewalk well we actually got the federal reserve to come in to court and say no we're a private side we have court documents well they said no our private security officers are just private security officers but once he went onto the public sidewalk mm-hmm. and started interacting with a United States citizen, not in the property of the private Federal Reserve, but the public sidewalk, that made him a state actor. Mm-hmm. So when Facebook entered voluntarily onto the public sidewalk of our elections with Mark and his wife and CTCL, all in a conspiracy they transformed into state actors. So they were persons acting under color of official authority. And our clients are the United States citizens who claim their rights are violated. So we're working under the statute as it was really intended. The the whole point of enjoining a state came later. That came later. That's called a ex parte young fiction. That was just a way that states could be enjoined to create this sort of fiction. But the real 1871 act, guess what it was really about? It was about being able to sue the mayor who was a Ku Klux Klan person. So Mm. when he violated your rights, you could sue him personally. Mm. You see what I mean? It was called the Ku Klux Klan Act. That's what (laughs) it was all about. Private side actors acting under color. Of official authority. Do you see mm, what I mean? Absolutely. So it's yeah. a big deal. It's a really big deal. So, a police officer that violates someone's rights is personally liable, and his department is liable if they failed to train him properly or they shouldn't have hired him. That's the two ways you can pierce the veil on that.
4: Well, you uh, know what that's, I'm. It, that's how it's done. I, I am immediately reminded of a very recent case. From uh, Texas, Houston or Dallas, if I'm not mistaken, police officer responded to a call at a local McDonald's. He saw a vehicle that he believed had evaded him uh, the night before or several nights before. And without running the plate or uh, even attending to the initial reason for the call, Mm -hmm. he went over to the 17-year-old kid sitting in the car with his girlfriend eating a Big Mac, opened the door immediately told the kid to get out, started grabbing him. The kid threw it into reverse and took off. And the cop like shot like 17 rounds into this kid's car, uh, severely wounding him mortally. I I believe he's still in intensive care. He may have died by this point. Didn't hit the girl. Thank God. Uh, But uh, clearly, I mean, this guy was not trained uh, in the manner that he should be or he was just Incredibly stupid. I mean, his life yeah. was never in danger. There was no reason to do that. You know, uh, this is not something that you would ever consider as a law enforcement officer using right. deadly force to go after right. somebody. So I, you know, I, I, they, they fired him immediately. Uh, but I mean, this is something that I would imagine perhaps the, uh, uh the young man, if he survives, he mm-hmm. could use the same type of reasoning here. Right. Right. And, well, now,
5: now, right, now imagine,
4: yeah. now imagine
5: that, that, that case those two people in that car would likely have a 1983 claim against that police officer. Okay. Now to kind of put that into context with our case. Imagine that police officer shot six more people on the side of the road. Those Mm -hmm. people would also have claims, right? Yep. They shot 20 more people. He would have, (laughs) those 20 people would have claims right now. Do you think there would be a point where he shot enough people where there would no longer be liability facing that police officer? Like no. if he shot 100 million people, do you think he would be not liable anymore? <laughs>
4: no. That's, no. Our that's, that's, that's
5: our case. That's a generalized grievance. Yeah, that's, that's just our case a and that's grievance. what the court has called the generalized grievance. The police yeah. officer shooting 100 million people is a generalized grievance. And and of course you would
6: sue him personally too. You yeah. could say, "Well, he doesn't have any money. Well, Facebook has money." Mhm.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. Facebook <laughs> I'm sorry, but you money. know, I
6: mean, so maybe you well, maybe not Well, maybe not anymore. <laughs> you know, in the well, last couple of weeks, point. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But you see oh, my point. Absolutely. There's no difference between Facebook, the corporate person, and the police officer, the yeah. regular mm-hmm. person. And 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 only in the shooting style cases would someone even think to sue. But really, if you're being um, stopped illegally. You know, even cursed, that's where the nominal damages come from. Oh, you weren't damaged. He just got you out of the car and patted you down. And and they sent you on your way. Mm -hmm. Well, that's worth 10 bucks, you know, and he wouldn't do it again if you sued him. And your attorney got $10,000 in attorney's fees and the city would settle it. So do you see what I mean? It it Mm -hmm. can be abused, you see. uh, But in the end, it, it really discourages police. And I've seen the good side of BLM. Has really been to discourage the police. You probably felt it in oh, your own sure. life. Police are now a little bit more standoffish mm-hmm. than they were, you know, five years ago. Absolutely. Oh <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, I mean, it's kind of crazy because I, I mean, I've it's had a polarizing effect, just as so much has in, in recent memory. You know, certainly. Uh, this I was having a conversation with somebody earlier today, and they said that the the reason everything popped off, by and large, is because. You know, people were sick and tired of feeling like, you know, they were watching people be murdered and victimized and nothing would happen. You know, I would say that although that definitely has happened to uh, the black community in America and the Hispanic community and the Asian community, maybe to a lesser degree, it's also happened to the white community. And that kind of gets lost in the scuffle. I think the problem that we have here is at officers and 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 peacekeepers that have been overzealous at times uh, and uh, they've done stupid things. They have hurt people. Uh, they have murdered people and, you know, they got away with it. But it's no different to me than the same way that we see politicians and other people in power. Right, breaking the exactly law right. and getting away with that's it. Exactly it's right. It is just it's the same scenario, but just on a different right. day. It's it's criminality. It's corruption. And it's the elite, whatever situation they're in, whether it's elite on a low level or elite on a national level. And they get what they want because they have some connection to power. You know, it's the haves and the have nots. And basically all of us are the ones who ain't got shit. And certainly we don't have our rights because they took that away in 2020.
6: Well, and I will also say that the reason we filed the lawsuit is because although in the Bauman matter, that was on different grounds for the establishment of state action, that was called joint action, where normally you are a private side actor, but but in your joint action of participating in an arrest and calling the Denver PD and having him charged, plus we found that they perjured themselves. Somebody was videoing it and the officer didn't know it. Yeah. So, uh, so he perjured himself. So those are different issues. Uh, our approach has hmm. been the so-called public function test which is the issue of a private entity involved in the election process. Mm -hmm. So not everything is state action. It wouldn't make people sue happy. Plus, there's all kinds of doctrines. There's judicial immunity, legislative immunity, prosecutorial immunity. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, it wouldn't encourage lawsuits of all types, but it would help public service style class actions, mm-hmm. because if the people felt like they could immediately amass in a class, we could have done something about these masks and um, uh, the, the vaccines and the mandatory shots mm-hmm. had we been better equipped to come at a class action, a 1983 class action. Yeah. So that's why our case is so important, because even if our case is about elections and dominion and blah, 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 do the people have standing to come in a class when persons acting under color of official authority are violating their rights. It seemed like there'd be an enormous vindication of rights. And you could really get these, uh, you could get these uh, big companies under control. And uh, so it's a big Mm -hmm. deal. It's a really, really big deal.
4: No, it's huge. You know, it's, I'm really interested to see what the court, I mean, obviously, I think all of us are, and certainly you guys, but, you know, it's like, I have I have seen cases brought civil rights cases, you know, somebody civil rights uh, uh, being violated because they were held, w- uh, you know, without warrant or they had their property right. seized or, you know, the, the right. they were they were gravely injured and murdered. And as a result, you know, they they were uh, denied their civil rights because they're no longer alive. You know, so why is it that only certain civil rights uh, under certain conditions are allowed to uh, to to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, like addressed, you know, I mean, like nobody wants to talk about certain things, but our right to vote, uh, our our right to uh, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, uh, you know, that can't happen if we're not actually choosing our own uh, elected officials, you know, if they're being Mm -hmm. selected for us or if we don't have the confidence in that system because right. the system that's in place is uncertified, uncertifiable, uh provides backdoors uh, uh to right. uh, uh you know threats from foreign nations or in, in the case that we just found with Connect uh, and True the Vote uh, you know giving uh, private personal identifying information to the Chinese and then having it connected to the, uh, the the qualified voter database. So, you know, I mean, like there is a number of different ways that we have foreign actors inside of our American election system. And uh, it's connected to, you know, all of these different pieces, no matter how, uh, I guess, you know, tangentially or, or or how tenuously the connections are there and our rights are being violated. And we have to be able to find some way to have that addressed. So you're right. This is the linchpin? I mean, this would drastically change so many different things. With mm-hmm. regard to the the filing, uh, you said your your writ of certiorari. If I pronounced that correctly, uh, yes, okay. So, explain what that is, and uh, and what did you guys state in it?
5: It's it's basically a request to the Supreme Court. Asking them to review our case on appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't get a uh, a mandatory review like at the sixth at the Tenth Circuit, where when you you get your first appeal, you get to appeal, and they don't get to turn it down. but then your your second appeal, it's up to the Supreme Court on whether or not they will actually accept it. And they actually turn down the vast majority of the cases that come to them seeking review. Um, so it, just from the onset, the odds of us making it to Supreme Court review are low, um, although because of the issues involved in this case, I think we we do have a, an, an elevated chance of being selected. And if I might say there's a couple of websites
6: that people can go to to see the actual documents, of course, you can find them on the Supreme Court Website. But if you go to dominionclassaction.com, we put all the big pleadings on there, good and bad, on there. Um, and then we, you can go to Save Our Vote. I think that's SOS. Vote, Save Our Suffrage. Uh, that's a nonprofit um, that also posts articles and other information about the situation. And go read the petition. Go to Dominion Class Action and just thumb through it. Uh, it's beautifully written. You know, going over it, you know, like any document at the very last, we noticed a couple of typos here and there, but we're still humans, but it's beautifully formatted and it gives you a nice, good, readable outline. And and I'm really proud of the document. We spent, you know, we spent really a good month. We probably should have spent two months, but we were busy, but we spent a good month piecing it together. We got it, t- we got it filed with no extension and it's a beautiful document. So go to dominionclassaction.com and just look at it, read it. You can thumb through it. And again, uh, it's beautifully formatted and you can, you know, you can go through it and see the arguments and they're well-crafted. And once you understand how important the issue is, I think the very end to like the last closing paragraph or two, really good stuff. Uh, Ernie and I spent a lot of time on it. So, so uh, really good stuff. And Ernie's a member of the court, signed it as the council of record. And, and uh, it's just a really good, really good document. And we're really proud of it. So it's not over, 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 over. Uh, But I will say that the case was dismissed without prejudice. It was dismissed without prejudice. And the statute of limitations runs in like two weeks. So uh, we're the only case that I'm aware of that's for damages against these state actors, these specific CTCL, Facebook and others uh, with regard to damages concerning the 2020 presidential election. That was almost two years ago. Can you believe that?
4: No, no, it's nuts. I mean, I I honestly can't believe that we are just days away from the midterm election. And, you know, this is a slightly different scenario. We were talking in the pre-show before. I mean, I'm fairly certain in places like Michigan, they're going to do their damnedest to ensure that the outcome that they reach is the outcome they had previously decided on. So, you know, Mm -hmm. certain candidates may not be able to get through. But at the same time, I'm really hoping that, uh, that, that people in all of these states, every single state where there's a midterm, is, go- they're going to show up in overwhelming numbers. We were also saying before the show, and I've said this on the air to, uh, the audience before, the RNC just recently mentioned that they had, A certified 70,000 or more new poll watchers that are going to be on site. These are 70,000 people who simply weren't there in 2020. 70,000 eyes, 70,000 pairs of eyes that didn't watch what was happening in the 2020 election. And and so, therefore, you know, it was far easier for them to steal it and to do whatever they could to uh, trample all over our rights. So, you know it's it it could be a different scenario this time i mean you guys are in colorado and uh, you know well you know, gary you're in colorado rather and you know i've had a number of uh candidates on the show who were running in colorado tina peters being among them um and uh uh, uh peter i'm sorry I, I forgot his last name but peters a good guy he was running for tina peters old uh, spot in uh, mesa county mesa county clerk and recorder Um, But uh, all of those candidates, they seem to have had the same algorithmic anomalies affecting their primary ballots as we had happen in the 2020 election. So I I think that goes to show you right there. Anytime there is a state that has a very close connection to a company like uh, Dominion or such, uh, you know, unfortunately, they just keep it rolling through.
6: They just keep it rolling through. And there's so much to talk about. But. You know, in the end, we need to come back after the election because we personally, uh, here's what's happening. I just can't tip my hand on this issue. When the recount was going on two months ago, um, I was involved in helping those El Paso County clients, uh, you know, sue for their rights and to do the recount right. Mm-hmm. And they got poo-pooed all the way down the line. They got sabotaged. Uh, they got. Uh, uh, attacked by the press, they got uh, the uh, attorney general, you know, making kind of claims that, that the district court bought, and they basically got dismissed out. Because the whole point was, in Colorado, the recount allows you to have a hand recount of certain instruments, selected instruments. Mm-hmm. And they just ran the, 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 same, the same ballots through the same instruments. They did it totally wrong. Right. So now we're going to go back in before the election with different candidates. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. That issue is not over. No, that issue is not over because in the end, whether they count them right or they count them wrong, what I saw was political power. Mm -hmm. That's what I saw. So even if it came out that they count the dots right, that doesn't account for the political power these reps have. You know, the the so-called technicians that interact with the secretaries of state and these gigantic contracts that they have with these municipalities and these counties. I mean, they're enormous. So it's more about this unchecked power, which is which Mm -hmm. is why we outline that in our in our petition, because that's the real reason the Supreme Court needs to grant us standing, because if the people don't have the ability to keep those private corporations under control. How can we ever elect officials to keep them under control? It's all over, but the crying if we can't do our job on the judicial end. So I I think that dependent upon what happens in the next two weeks, my prediction, I'm not suggesting this is this, this should happen, but my prediction is chaos, pure chaos, all on purpose, Mm -hmm. because that's how we Mm -hmm. really stoke it. That's how we really get the left all fired up and really get the right all fired up and get them all hating each other is just to cause more and more chaos. And that's what we've really been talking about is, you know, we didn't say we should do civil war. We said we should solve it in a courtroom, Mm -hmm. but we observed that if you don't get this under control, that just might happen. So the judge accused us of fomenting violence, when we were just predicting what was going to happen. And I'm afraid that our predictions are all coming true. Well, it, mm-hmm. it, That's what's happening.
4: It's not unlikely, you know, and it's not like you guys are the first people to have ever said that. Certainly not in recent years. I mean, the mainstream media has been playing around with the possibility of an American civil war for some time. Uh, I I would argue that that's exactly what they want. I mean, it'll be far easier to control everyone and everything if there erupts some, uh, you know, violent infighting amongst uh, two different political parties all over America. Bunch of people get murdered. They can rush right in. They can take our guns. They can uh, institute martial law. They oh. can put the military on the street. A bunch of a bunch of trans oh. <laughs> army recruits, uh, mm-hmm. and they can uh, uh, they can you know shut everything down. And then we'll never have to worry about elections ever again. And and the mainstream oh. media will be very very happy about that.
5: No, because China will walk in after the dust settles and just
4: buy up everything, and it won't matter. Well, they've almost done it already. Uh, it's incredible. The amount of land that they've been able to buy up here in the United States, and the fact that like virtually nobody says anything about it, you know, I mean, like I would think at at, the, at at the like heart of the argument, allowing the Chinese Communist Party to purchase land inside the United States, like any amount of land, that's a national security threat, as far as I'm concerned. But their strategic purpo- purchase of land inside the United States. Uh, you know, near military bases or uh, uh, like technological centers. I mean, it's just it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I mean, you know, I guess it's not really that crazy if uh, people within our government are closely aligned with the Chinese Communist Party and uh, not aligned with the people of America. Well, I will say this, too,
6: because this is just an observation. And the great thing about your show is we can just sit around and chat, maybe Mm -hmm. even off topic, because because to me, one of the big issues and, and and my resolution for every single issue is, well, we need to elect our way out of it. If we mm-hmm. have a problem with war, we need to elect our way out of it. If we have a problem with pensions or Social Security, we need to elect the people that need to handle that. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're, we're too small to handle it. But I'm sensing that they just can't pay the pensions. And there are so many people on pensions that they don't want to rock the boat. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they all see it happening but at least as long as the system survives they'll get the check mm-hmm. you see what i mean and so they've got all these ex government people all on pensions they can't rock the boat they can't protest they can't say hey china knock it off they know that if this thing comes tumbling down that they're going to be the first to really suffer cuz we out here in the real world kind of ready for it but they're not ready to have their paycheck cut off their you know their pension cut off so the other side will be there's always a political solution you know we always think it's going to be like death and disaster and it never is there's always another deal but now that we're spending 2 trillion Next year, they'll have to figure out how to spend five trillion. Right. And then the next year, they'll have to figure out how to spend 10 trillion. Mm -hmm. It sounds easy until you, you really put the pen (laughs) to paper and you really got to figure out how you're going to spend 10 trillion because in like 2026, they're going to have to spend 30 trillion just to keep it up. And so that's how they do it they get into these wars and they do these programs and obamacare whatever it takes to spend the money into existence because if they don't continue to spend the money into existence that's when it collapses Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's what people are saying that yes i know that we've been squawking for 20 years about it but in the end how much further can this rubber band be stretched it's just unbelievable that's the
4: question isn't it you know i mean i thought the united states was going to collapse a long time ago right, i can't believe how right. far they've been able right, to I take don't. it you know and so it'll yeah it be it's, all right it'll it, it'll be i think right. a lot of people have thought that you know the the you know the global criminal cabal that's running the u.s government you know their intention was to destroy america you know but i the, the longer this goes on the more that i think the intention is really just to keep taking america to the breaking point and like get you to the absolute edge of exhaustion where you want everything to just stop and then they'll give a little bit of relief and then they'll continue on and it is it is just that stretching of the rubber band you know they get a little bit further out you know that tension it eases off a little bit and then they can pull it a little bit more and so you know how long before we finally get to the end that's really the question
5: I, I think it can be much longer. I mean, yeah, it can, I mean, it really can't be much longer. <laughs> things are, yeah. things well, are collapsing everywhere. No,
6: that's the Yeah. That's, that's one side of your consciousness said something. And then the other side of your consciousness, said the, the exact <laughs> opposite. Yeah. I mean, bre- bread will be $10 a loaf. I mean, that's clear. A, ga- a gallon of gas will be $10, you know, and that rubber band will be stretched to its bitter end, but that might mm-hmm. take two or three years. Yeah. So that's why if we had an election, then we would be, we would be electing a bunch of Rand Paul types, right? Mm -hmm. To really go in there and go, okay, all right, let's manage this collapse and let's do it right. But instead we elect these hyenas who come in for the last feeding, right? And they bail out. I mean, so that's why it's so important. We could, we could elect our way out of this crisis. If we could just do it, if we could just elect our way out instead of having the doubt of the election machines and, and all of this extra ballots and all of this, these drop boxes and all these weird laws. It, it's just so disheartening, but because otherwise it's just going to be more of the same and more of the same. And, and then, yeah. W- it, you know what Ernie was talking about is, is, is the mathematical certainty. I mean, that's just it. Cause that's the plan mm-hmm. I and mean, they got it all planned
5: out. They got yeah. it all mm-hmm. planned out. And Don't. that's why the, the right to vote is really so critical is because right. the power of the American government resides with the people and the people transfer authority on a limited basis to the representatives in government through their vote. And right. unless there's a legal vote, there's not a legal uh, 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 transfer of authority to mm-hmm. those representatives from the people in order to act as our government representatives. So it's right. critical yeah. That that vote be accurate, otherwise it's not a not a legal transfer of power from the people right. to the to the representatives.
4: So, so let me, let, well, let me ask so, you this: so uh, you know uh, the as I was saying earlier, it's kind of a different scenario with the midterms. You know that we've got all of these elections all across the United States. There's no like uniform presidential ballot. Uh, the, they really right, only needed to right. steal the presidential election in like five or six states. So. In order to fix all of the races, Michigan, you know, I'm, I'm, my, my, I am hoping for the best in Michigan. Okay. But I'm also preparing for the possibility that they may just go ahead and do exactly what they did in 2020. But I don't think that it's possible for them to do that all over the nation in the same way. Like a lot of places have rejected universal mail in ballots. Uh, a lot of places have uh, begun to reject the drop boxes, you know, because of uh, uh, the uh, knowledge about CT, uh, the, the the Center for Civic Liberty or whatever they were. So, yeah. Uh, CTCL. C-T-T-L. Yeah. And uh, Mark Zuckerberg. And Center Person for Chan. Tech and Civic
6: Life. I there said was. it wrong, wrote tech it wrong, civ- pronounced it wrong. Now yeah. I know. Center for Tech and Civic Life. CTCL. Center for Tech and Civic
4: Life. OK. Uh, but uh, we have a lot of what I believe are really principled uh, and strong candidates who are running not only on the idea of uh, fixing America, but also just, you know, strongly rebuking the agenda that the Democrats, the modern Democrats, have instituted here in America. And that means, you know, Joe Biden, and I think a lot of people feel that the election was stolen. Many of these people, they're going to be elected. If for some reason the Supreme Court does not want to take this up, uh, is there any possibility that the new incoming Congress, uh, new incoming Senate, House and Senate, is there any possibility that perhaps, um, you know, they can take a look at what's happened here and uh, and maybe bring this up and and somehow address it? Do you think that you could reach them in some fashion and say, hey, you know, look at what's happened? You know, they won't address this. It's not about. Uh, You know, uh, the election being stolen necessarily, it's about uh, our rights being infringed.
6: No, they won't touch it with a 10 foot pole.
7: Mm.
4: I mean, even now, that's what I was saying. Like, when you're listening to these
6: mainstream debates, they're still saying you need to denounce being an election denier and all election deniers. And they say, oh, no, oh, I denounce all the election deniers. I mean, we're in the mainstream election denial. So if we don't get cert and, 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 and we don't, you know, they always say fix 2020. You got about two weeks. We're the only thing left. There's nothing fixing it. Do you think Mm -hmm. that Mitch McConnell is going to introduce articles of impeachment? There's no No. way. Now, if he's removed, Mm -hmm. we said we said this from the beginning of your show, too. If if he's removed for incompetence, Kamala Harris is not eligible for vice presidency or presidency. And it won't be Nancy in about two and a half months. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? So. That could just shift some weird deal. The, I mean, who knows what's in the end? Uh, I can't wait to be on your show a year from now, <laughs> maybe just six months from now, and just say, oh, my God, can you imagine what just happened? Oh, no God, one, I no, no, I don't, none of us know. None of us really know. know. It's know. crazy. So that's why and, I want to be in court. I just want to do depositions. I just want it to be boring. I just want to get all the phone records from CTCL and all of these Uh, 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 mayors and city council people and all the access that CTCL had to all the ballots and all the information and all of that true the vote stuff
0: Mm -hmm.
6: how did all that get paid it all got paid through that money that was being funneled down through Zuckerberg through CTCL as one of multiple there's multiple defendants that all trickled that money down to stuff those ballot boxes And it's been proven uh, through 2000 Mules. That's one of probably a hundred other arguments as to how they stuff that ballot box. Uh, And because there's clearly more votes than ballots sent out. Mm -hmm. And Pennsylvania is going to elect the governor, Josh Shapiro. I mean, he's one of the people that moved to sanction us. So there's going to be. And and I'm telling you, I predict as a sociologist that Governor Whitmire is just going to win. And as there's not, yield, you know, there won't be anything Michigan can do about it. And then believe me, there won't be any election integrity out of that governor's office. And poor Matt, he's going to give it his best, but somehow he's going to come up a little short. And, and, then, and then the attorney general will be locked in. And then in Colorado, Polis is going to win and, and, and Jenna's going to win. Do you see what I mean? I mean, they got a lot of the lockdown. They, they, the, it's pretty well locked down. And then all of these rhinos, what do they really do? What are they? They're not going to do anything. And so here we're going to go into 2024. If we don't get cert and we're just shoved out of the way, then we're going to have 2024 Mm -hmm. and guess who's not going anywhere. A big six foot three guy with purple, orange hair. He's not going anywhere. And so he's going to be on the stage and and it's just going to be madness. And so, because we're not going to have done it where if they gave us cert, then we would have opened up the can of worms to show everybody that it's not legitimate, that, that we need to go a different pathway. And that would have given us a couple of years to do it right.
5: But we don't yeah. have that
6: now. We're it, It'll
5: be more of the same in two years. And, and it's, this is why it's really important too, because in a, in a normal case, one of the arguments, I guess, for why a generalized grievance isn't something you can recover in a court is because the argument is, well, it's up to the legislature to fix those errors. And so in our case, we, we obviously see there's no legislature that's going to fix the errors that occurred from 2020. You know, mm-hmm. we've been two years now and, and they won't even touch it. So, uh, that, that, that we're, we're truly left as victims who've been harmed and we have no remedy based on the current, uh, status of the case, unless the Supreme Court accepts our case and overturns uh, to grant a standing uh, will be left without any remedy.
6: And, and then the, the people from true to vote are, are, are are possibly having to go to jail here in just like 48 hours. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere and I can call them communist or whatever, leftist, whatever. It doesn't really matter, but we, we never take sides. We don't really care about the sides Uh, but I'm telling you the infiltrators, the, 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 the so-called left, they're not ever going to give up. This could be the biggest landslide of all time. They're not going to give up. They'll keep going. They'll keep doing something else. They'll keep causing another distraction. And, uh, and, and, and so who knows where it's going to be. This all should have been handled in a civil fashion should have been handled through our case. And then we would have gotten discovery and, you know, we would probably had 20 lawyers helping us right now and and really moving on the case. And and uh, we would have discovered a lot because they are involved in state action. And um, but but instead they went out and arrested people like Tina Peters and they violated the rights of people that asked for recounts. And that's that's still not over yet. But but the bottom line is, you know, I I don't know. Are they going to indict Mike Lindell? Are they going to indict him for for, you know, some of his activity uh, of uh, interacting with the infrastructure it doesn't take a genius to figure out that they could if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to give them any ideas. They got plenty of ideas. Uh, believe me. Um, so and, and could mm-hmm. they indict Ernie Walker and Gary Fielder? I mean, do you, you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, they could do just about anything they wanted to do uh, if they if they if they just did it, because that's what they do. So that is not gonna. That's not gonna be over. Uh, that'll be more of the strain that that is going to continue to exist well past this election, well past what's going to happen in ten days.
4: It's a scary world, you know. I think that uh, people are are like stuck in the middle of like two uh, opposing viewpoints. Either yeah. everything's effed, there's right. no coming back, or. We just hold out a little bit longer, and things will be fine. You know, I I try to be as optimistic as possible. Uh, I I truly do believe that there have to be good people out there still, and I think the Supreme Court has always been our our best bet at finally reaching some type of, uh, you know, an ending to this question of whether or not, you know, people had really rights violated. You know, so tell tell us what you think about, well, you can give me your specific comment, but I also want to know your thoughts on individual justices and how they might uh, perceive your argument. And is it up to the entire SCOTUS, whether or not it's going to be heard, or is this just like one justice that is overseeing that portion of the United States and they make the decision and then you guys find out.
6: It takes four to get cert,
4: mm-hmm.
6: five to win. Okay. Is that right, Ernie? Is that right, Ernie? That's right. That's yeah. right.
5: So do you want to comment on that first, Ernie? Um, well, yeah, I, I think I think the the justice, in my opinion, who is most likely to be in our camp is Clarence Thomas. Um, And I say that because I think at least three of his decisions uh, are relied upon heavily by us in our case. So I I almost felt like in the months leading up to, and even shortly after the election, there were cases that uh, Clarence Thomas wrote the opinion on and ultimately, there were issues in those cases that I think directly impacted the path of our case. Um, and one of them had to do specifically with a a person who had their religious uh, rights violated um, on a, a college campus. And they were suing for nominal damages. And uh, they were dismissed all the way through because they said he had no injury. And uh, it was a Clarence Thomas decision that said, no, 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 he had his rights violated and nominal damages is sufficient to plead that case to plead so, that case. And, and so, and what is nominal really,
4: damages, though? What does that mean? He, he gets paid some amount of money, but it's not that much? means it could be a dollar
5: okay. uh, it literally could be a dollar. It's basically recognition that, yes, your rights were violated, but there's really not a quantifiable money uh damage that that the court can pin to um but that's when the 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 uh the other part of 1983 kicks in where the attorney fees do become part of the award so mm-hmm. uh in, in this gentleman's case uh for example likely no attorney would take that case to the supreme court you know he had nominal damages you know like a, a dollars worth of damages potentially Um, and, you know, often those cases are taken on a, you know, contingency basis, or somebody has got to have a big, deep pocket to pay at some hourly rates. And there aren't very many attorneys that can afford to, to take those kind of cases without at least some possibility of a payment at the end. Um, there's some charities that do that kind of work, but there's, there's so many of those kind of cases where people have their rights violated that the courts want to, uh, the legislature's wrote the laws so that the attorneys who took those cases and were defending the rights of people who uh, had their rights violated, uh, they would be compensated for, for that work. And, and,
6: and that's not every single right, but, but your fundamental mm-hmm. rights, if your right to free speech is really abridged by a state actor and you couldn't prove that you were damaged you know your reputation may not have been damaged or you know your your fight your pocketbook wasn't damaged the jury instruction says you must award a damage of at least a dollar mm-hmm. well the, the jury can say $10,000 or $20,000 i mean so so when we say nominal damages we would never stand up on closing arguments and ask for a dollar but the jury instruction says if someone's fundamental rights are violated, that in and of itself is the injury. Imagine a sheriff's deputy just stopping people in the neighborhood, just checking their ID. Well, most of the neighborhood would say, yeah, good. We like that. But not the person going, hey, man, what are you doing? Why are you stopping me? Well, what's your damage? Really? Mm -hmm. You showed him your ID. You said, good afternoon, deputy. And you walked on. Well, your damages are you know, probably a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be hot if I was in my neighborhood and a deputy <laughs> was out stopping the neighbors. But do you see what I mean? The jury might go, oh, but they would they can't just say zero. We we think that your rights were violated, but 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 we're not gonna give you any money. The jury instruction says you must give me at least a dollar. So that's kind of the point. So they were making a big deal about nominal damages and we only asked for a dollar. No, the point was we could ask for a million dollars per voter. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that our damages are much more than a dollar per voter or a thousand dollars per voter. Well, think about how much money
4: people have lost overall since Joe Biden was, you know, ushered into Washington. Well, we're about
6: ready to get incinerated here. I think we're about ready to lose it all. Don't forget that that this is a real case against a real election. And the whole point was the 2020 presidential election. The president is the commander in chief. Mm-hmm. So uh, here it is. We're all here. It's way beyond civil war. Now we're talking about world war. And we all know, although we're not necessarily Trump supporters, we don't support any candidate. But we all know that if, if former President Trump was the president, it would be a totally different landscape. Yes. he wouldn't be going down this Victoria Newland, George Soros line of world war with Russia, and that's just all part of. They could not lose that election. They just mm-hmm. couldn't lose that election, and they just pulled out all the stops to 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 make sure that the, that Biden was the president, and they did it. Oh, yeah, yeah,
4: mm-hmm. and that they hurt
6: really us. Did. That really
5: hurt us. Hurt our country. Hurt us all. Hurt us all bad. So well, uh, well, looking looking back, you can see they were setting up the whole Ukraine thing right, bu- right before mm-hmm. uh, Trump was elected, while Obama was president, you know, uh, all kinds of people were were had John McCain headed over there, even mm-hmm. you know, uh, stoking stoking uh, war thoughts anyway, um, and talking about sending money over there, and then all of a sudden things went on pause when Trump came into yeah, office. Yeah, that's right.
6: It was supposed to be eight years of Hillary and yeah. this was supposed to be her second term. Yep. yep. Um, so yeah, this mm-hmm. was all planned out. So, so in the end, it's so important that we feel comfortable. Let's say Biden did win and we're all wrong. That doesn't mean anything. We're all uncomfortable. We don't know that he won. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole point, whether he won or lost is kind of irrelevant. What no one knows whether he did or not. Mm-hmm. And so all of this doubt, it, the whole system is based upon Trust. And and each state needs to run their own election in however way they want to do it. You can't have these uh, big, huge corporations in 38 of those states Mm -hmm. or 21 of those states or 42 of those states. Do you feel me? And if you do, well, then you better get.
2: you oh
1: fighterflare.com.
6: because because you're, you're involved in state action. So none of this is frivolous and none of it is sanctionable. It's, it's all very, very real. And uh, and I don't know if we get denied we're we're going to have to reassess and figure out what we're going to do. But but in the end, I, don't, I just think we'll we'll find something else to do because because uh, we have to keep going. And, and thank God for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Zach, because I mean, if we're not doing our thing, remember, I've said from the beginning, we're all here to do it, just our little part, mm-hmm. and um, and you know, we're all doing it now. Twitter, you got to get back on Twitter.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, let me try to post this on Twitter and see what happens, please, please. And, yeah. yeah, and just see what happens. You got to get back on Twitter. Uh, I personally think Twitter is like dopamine. It's like a crack addiction. It's very, very
5: scary. Yes, it
1: is. Uh,
6: I call it Mike Cernovich disease. You know what I mean? Like, Oh my God, (laughs) like how can you tweet that much in one day? Yeah. Uh, So yeah, it's very, it's a very, but, uh, and I love gab because you can see the picture on Twitter. You just see the link. No limit either. You know, the picture, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, get back on Twitter, but I think Facebook
3: yeah,
4: no, I'm I'm not on Facebook. I've been I'm enjoying Truth Social, you know, it's great uh having yeah. a, a lot of interaction over there. But uh, but yes, you know, there will be a certain amount of satisfaction to be able to get my original account back over there on Twitter. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what happens, you know, if they reinstate your account, you know, like everybody you were following and all the people that followed you, like are they still there? Yeah. Do you have to find yeah. them again? I don't know. But yeah. the fact that they kicked me off unceremoniously, said that I violated some terms and conditions even though i'd never been warned about anything and i was very careful about the way that i presented myself and said things you know so uh real briefly guys before we open the the phones for the uh for the callers uh freight awakening over here on rumble says great discussion gents what are your thoughts on this pelosi thing do you feel it was like a gender swipe right gone wrong or a grinder grinder swipe right gone wrong Tough time buying some dude in his, uh, in, his coats, uh, uh, in his in his boxer shorts eluded security with a hammer. Yeah, I, I am very suspicious about the manner in which this young man living in San Francisco in a nudist, uh, I guess, commune ended up inside Paul and Nancy Pelosi's house in the middle of the night wearing only boxer shorts. And uh, evaded security, you know, broke through a window and the cops didn't come from that. Paul Pelosi had to call 9 one That, to me, sounds like this guy was let into the house. And if Paul had been, you know, cruising on grinder, that would, uh, you know, that would be uh, an explanation for that. But what are your thoughts on this? Have, have we confirmed that it was not Hunter Biden? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they they have confirmed. They they named the suspect. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's and right. you, you know what else oh, is frustrating okay, right. to me, guys? We have people out there who are like committing murders and rapes, and uh, you know, like breaking into retail establishments, taking all of the inventory. They go to the police station, they get processed, and they're let out immediately. Suddenly. Uh, a, a vicious attack with a hammer this guy is uh you know just uh you know he's worse than hitler and he must be a republican and he's a crazy conspiracy theorist posting a- about uh you know election interference and such so uh you know this guy is never going to leave prison and i don't know that anybody's ever going to talk to him and you know determine why he did what he did we're just going to have to hear what the official uh uh narrative is from them
6: well One of the advantages that I have is that I've been practicing criminal law for 32 years, since 1990. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having tried hundreds of jury trials and just thousands of clients and consultation with other lawyers talking about our crazy cases, you know, you you see something like this. And when you see it from the perspective of the criminal defense attorney, it didn't take me but a couple of seconds to realize, like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. They're in there having a couple of drinks. You know yep, what I mean? Yep, he yep. needs some money. He doesn't have any money. Where's Nancy? I want to talk to Nancy. God yep. damn it. Where's Nancy? I, I want my fucking money. Oh, <laughs> I want my money. You see what I mean? Just He's paraphrasing. Like, I gave now you the reach around, That's Paul. just my mind. <laughs> so you can't sue me and you and you can't be sued. No. I'm just th- I'm just telling you what's going through my criminal defense attorney mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I just can't imagine that, that somehow you could break in and and uh, and somehow you know uh, he would call and say, hold on, let me call you back from the bathroom. You know yeah. how many domestic violence cases I've covered where mom says, hold on, let me call you from the bathroom?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
6: she goes into the bathroom and says, he's drunk. Could you get down here? Do you see what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, he's just a friend. Oh, no, no, hey, uh, he's just a friend. So I'm just thinking in my mind, like, well, obviously this is a, consensual encounter gone wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) for whatever reason and then things get broken and you know people yell back and forth so yeah is this guy going to be able to make his statement or 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 we are just all wet and he really did break in
4: i mean did he really break in and it also and they they also said that paul pelosi paul pelosi it was his hammer And he was apparently defending himself against this guy. He just happened to wrestle the hammer away from Paul at the exact moment the police arrived. You know, I don't know how many times he would have actually been able to beat Paul about the face and head, but I, you know, the, there is uh, no irony lost on me that Paul Pelosi got hammered literally. (laughs) After driving hammered and smashing into another car just a couple of months ago, there was a rumored uh, uh, passenger in his vehicle. I I, I speculated at that time, perhaps it was another uh, young man, lady of the evening, even maybe. Uh, Also, Low Country Brooklyn over here on uh, Rumble says that now the FBI is involved, too. This is what the FBI has been reduced to, uh, solving random break-ins or, you know, I guess it's a it's a conspiracy theorist, so this is truly a, a threat to national security. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. I don't know. I'm not buying any of it, though. All right, well, we've if, got... If, if the if the FBI is going in, you know it's a staged situation. Well, they, they, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The FBI yeah. is only there to mop up the mess. That's the only Ooh, thing they're there to yeah. do. All right, we've got Rain, our first caller on the line. You guys, I don't even know how you two got on the line already because I hadn't even published the call information, but... We're going to go ahead and give it out right now one more time. And uh, I know I saw I saw something that Rain had posted in the chat about having questions of her own about a legal matter that she is dealing with, and I think that she's hoping you guys can help her with that. Rain, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? We've got you loud and clear. Good to hear you, and uh, glad to have you back on the show. No,
7: I'm so happy to be back, Zach. Thank you for all the prayers you, you put forth Absolutely. through all our latest trials and tribulations but we made it okay so yeah what's going on okay well as you know you know we own cajun vapes and we make Bayou swamp juice our own juice um and we were the first to do it here in louisiana the government didn't bother us until they started you know wanting jewel to be the number one vaping device and Tried to shut us down. So then they came after us for excise taxes, right? And they want, we make our own juice and they wanted us to give them a percentage of every bottle we make and then tax it at the register and then tax my net income at the end of the year, right? And I said no. And for four years, I refused to pay the excise tax, knowing that I would have to take this to court and fight it, which I would. You know, I, I was willing to do that. Little did I know it would be in this political climate, but still here we are. They audited us and sent, the governor sent me a Letter for twenty thousand dollars. I quoted him some Supreme Court cases and told him to pound sand. Haven't heard back from him, but I've tried to find some attorneys to help me fight this, and I can't because they all say they have a conflict of interest because they represent the state because it's the Louisiana Department of Revenue that I'll have to be embattled with, and so I don't know where to turn. I mean, do they all take an oath to the state? These these lawyers. I mean, because the state's a corporation, right? I mean, I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to do. So, yeah, guys, I mean, that
4: sounds like a real conundrum, and I don't understand how that's supposed to work. But if, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts?
5: Well, well I mean, if, if, the, if, if the state were the client, there would be conflicted, but I would find it hard to believe that every attorney has the state as a client and would be conflicted out.
7: Well, I mean, well, I haven't called every, but I've called about seven, and they've all told mm-hmm. me it would be a conflict of interest because they, they, you know, they are involved with the state at some levels. You know, these 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 uh, law firms. I guess some other lawyers may be representing the state, and so I mean, this is just what I've been told. You know, well, I'm not no, even sure if I should have yeah. gone civil. Mm-hmm. You know, or or tax, but they told me it would be a civil case. You know, well, so.
6: Let me jump in and, 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 you know, I can't really give you any advice, but, but I know, for example, that there's not many Gary fielders in the world and you can't always, and I'm not dishing Ernie. I'm just saying that in Colorado, you know, he's from Michigan and in Colorado, you know, I get stretched thin a million different ways because. I'm trying to help as many people as I can and run my practice and and make payroll and support my family uh, and and I would help you and and spend a hundred hours on your case if I had two seconds but but you you just don't stop trying in terms of trying to get that solo practitioner that you can get a little money up, you know get a contingency fee or an hourly rate, be ready to pay a little bit. They do exist. You could go to uh, saveoursuffrage.vote and leave us an email. Uh, You know, we know people. We do need to be better in having a network of attorneys. And Ernie and I have, throughout this process, have been shocked at the lack of legal support in this election integrity element. A lot of people have Telegram channels, but... You know, I want to see. I want to see a ton of attorneys working hard, t- you know, to ensure election integrity. And 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 they do exist, but just it, not as many as I thought. I really yeah, thought right. that a lot of people would step up. So so yeah, it communicate is, it's with us. <clears throat> it really is hard because people are scared and they don't mm-hmm. really know. They want to help, but they just really don't know. And then Correct. when lawyers like us get sanctioned or you know, they, they, you know, the, scary, like, uh, Sydney you power. Power Your license, yeah, it yeah. scares lawyers to death, yeah. uh, to be able to do it. But on the other hand, yours is a straightforward matter. You're mm-hmm. saying that some way, somehow you shouldn't be taxed. And, and in that regard, you're probably going to need about a $10,000 retainer to hire yeah. a, a young lawyer, male or female to go in there and figure it out. Even if they don't know what they're doing in the beginning, read the damn statute figure it out, right? And get up in there and settle the matter or save your license, save your you, business. That's you what know, I no, I, had to I have
7: a suggestion. 508C1 hold on Zach, let me okay. say something. Here's the thing is that um the the uh Kim, I lost my train of thought. Uh, the excise tax. See, right. they bragged about finding a loophole to still charge us if we use synthetic nicotine. They bragged about okay. finding a loophole. Okay. And I mean, I've got them dead to rights on how Mm -hmm. this is not. uh, The the reason they did it is because they had this agreement with the tobacco companies to get a percentage of every stamp on a cigarette. Okay. Mm -hmm. I see.
6: So you feel like you really have a good case, a good case. Yeah. You'll find for me. I'm doing this for everybody. Just stay away from the law firms. It's going to have to be law office of Becky Smith or
8: law office of Jim
6: Jones. Yeah. You're going to have to find
4: a solo practitioner. That's got a couple of associates. I, you know, I have a I'm, really good you know. idea here, um, Rain. Have you thought about contacting Colin, Truthmonger? Yes, I've talked to Colin. Yes. Uh, okay, so I, he he doesn't I, think I he can help you about
7: this though. Actually, oh, exactly this is sure. what
4: you need to talk to him about. I mean, like, you know, he's he's not a lawyer, but I mean, he has had tremendous success going up against the state uh, in a a variety of jurisdictions. So, I mean, if the and he knows how to pick apart these laws and the statutes uh, to find your own loopholes that you can use. Yeah. Uh, Oh,
7: yeah. I've studied it. I could pick it apart. I just need to be able to get in there and do it. You know, I don't know that I, I have standing. I'm not a lawyer. I don't think I think I could represent myself. But I think that in this Everybody political can. climate right now, they Everybody would tear can. me apart.
6: Well, you know, a lot of my friends say if you were going to go to court, meaning, you know, the, the, the small people, the small number of people in our so-called freedom community, if you were going to have to go to court, you should go pro se because once you get a lawyer, you know, you're a ward, you know, you're just kind of there at the officers of the courts beck and call. So right. a lot of times if you can get the right legal assistance, yes. you see what I mean? You get yes, the right sir. legal assistance and you and you file non-frivolous paperwork, uh, yeah, you can represent yourself. You darn right? Yes. You can why can't you represent yourself? Uh, but just make sure that the format is beautiful and the spelling is correct and, and you're not making crazy arguments. You know, you'll know right. the difference. It's it's right. pretty common.
4: Don't
7: pull uh, a lot I worked in show. the legal field. My mom yeah. was the deputy assistant to the federal magistrate yeah. in the Western District for 22 years. Yeah, so I, mean, I-, I would represent myself. I mean, I would be a lawyer, so
6: it wouldn't be hard for me to represent myself. Right. But if someone sued me, I'd just come in pro se, Gary Fielder. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't need to get a right. lawyer. I just it's just you know i don't feelings. know how to get my
7: foot in that door and zach that's a great 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 yeah. suggestion about yeah. calling and here here's where yeah. and i'm into here and here's where i saw it went wrong my parents owned a mobile home park back in 77 we built it and my dad would only allow your mobile home could only be you know so old and it had to be so long and that it had to be uh, 80 feet long and the government came in and said no 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 you can't do that you gotta blah blah and they did nothing and we had a a, a a, a restaurant and you could smoke in there. And they came in and said, you have to make a non-smoking section. And they said nothing. And then they came in and said, you can't smoke at all. And they said nothing. And then they came in and said, you have to smoke within 25 feet of the door. And they did nothing. And then they said, you can't smoke at all. And they did nothing. Well, I'm not doing nothing anymore. They've right. done enough right. and we have to right. stop. Right. Right.
6: And and when you say they've done nothing, meaning the, the they the, didn't say anything, they didn't it, step up and fight back. Right. The, 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 the your relatives in the restaurant just, they just did it. My mom they and just, dad, yeah. Yeah, they, they just, your mom and dad, they did it. I mean, the restaurant community. they just did it. I mean, yeah. the yeah, they just did it. Exactly. They just did it. And, right. and as we were talking about, almost 99 times out of 100, they get away with it. But when it yeah. comes to elections, do you see what I mean? Like yes. when it comes to elections... Now, well, that whole those
7: election are fighting thing, worse. though, is a force. Oh, yeah. I mean, because, you know, like city councils, they shouldn't be calling the meetings. We, the people, should be calling the meetings and having the city council members come answer our questions. The school board shouldn't be calling the meetings. The PTA should be calling the school board in to answer the questions. That's how it's supposed to be. Right. That's right. You well, know, you're well, you're that's not supposed that's to have happen. to vote them out. You're supposed to fire right. them if they don't do the correct job. We've just forgotten yeah. how to do it. we just but forgotten how wasn't... to do it.
6: That's right. That's yeah. right. We've forgotten how to do it. And then yeah. you wouldn't be having your price. See, your your problem is, a, is a, a symptom of the system because yes. it's got to overtax and feed itself yes. and constantly devise ways to revenue raise and, and, and you're saying, you know, they targeted you too. They want to put you out of
7: business. No, they really did target me. They debanked me, my ATC uh, agent, whenever they did that, you're non-essential, right? Mm -hmm. He called me, he said, Kim, somebody drove by your company and Mm -hmm. saw your open sign on and faxed a copy to Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. He said, is somebody out to get you? I mean, they debanked us and we have a permit to sell CBD and they debanked us because my ATC guy told me to put it on my website when they deemed as non-essential.
6: And there was nothing well, like a- I don't know all the details, but the bottom line is you may have a 1983 claim. You may have a civil rights claim. If you feel the government is participating in the violation, oh, of they the have. Rights, why wouldn't you have a 1983 claim? So, so yeah, just keep your chin up and keep going. Uh, but yeah, find a lawyer, find a local lawyer with a Louisiana bar, at least consult with them. If you hire them or not, who cares, but consult with a good, uh, you know, a good civil rights attorney. So you think this would right be a civil lawyer. rights
7: case? It's
6: edging toward that way. Don't you feel like it if they're really targeting you and yes. they're doing more than just taxing you, they're trying to put you out of business? It could yes. evolve into a civil rights case, but but you don't need a tax lawyer is what I'm trying to say. Okay. You, know, you don't need a tax lawyer. You need a good young general practitioner that's willing to read some code that you've already obviously all oh. read bring in yes. your folder, right? But oh, yes, you got to write a check. You can't just talk. You got to write a big retainer check. And then, you know, every lawyer's at attention after that. Yeah. And I don't right? have that's a problem what it's gotta with that. Be. This
7: is, is the battle I will fight. Yeah, I'm ready to fight this do. battle.
6: Something know? reasonable, not 150,000, but right. you know, 10,000 yeah, or something reasonable. So yeah, yeah, it'll it'll all work out. Just stay away from those big law firms because they're just not going to help you.
7: Is that what yeah. it is? Is the big oh, law firm? Oh, that's what that it is.
6: You know, they're, they, they mm. represent big companies and, you know, like the state and right. insurance companies and, you know, political parties, not you and me. They don't represent but you. I, and I, me. Ju-
7: I just I have felt like I have found out so much that I just feel like whether they tell me that, you know, they work for the state. I just feel like they've all taken an oath to the corporation of the state of Louisiana company, you know, so they really have to protect that more than they have to protect I me. And I truly wish I didn't feel that. And I hope that that's not true, but from everything I've found, it appears to be.
6: Well, I don't and, think, and okay. yeah, I don't think that, I don't think anyone's really consciously doing it. I think a lot of lawyers are just self-interested and, and this is how they've always done it. And right. this is how they bill and this is who they work for. And, and no matter what side you're on, they kind of justify what right. they do and how right. uh, they don't really, you know, care what we're thinking about. And like I said, <laughs> I've right. got a pension. You're going to do whatever it takes to support the system and to right. support it, it ongoing, which, but often, which often means the continued violation of our rights. So that's it why it's true. up to the people to keep doing exactly what we're doing. And we would elect them all out if we could. We really yeah. could. We would, yeah. wouldn't we? We would mm-hmm. elect them all yes, out we would. If, if we could. Yeah. Um, but that's been the battle. That's what I truly appreciate
7: out. y'all speaking with me. Um, Zach, thank you so much for having me on Absolutely. And, and reminded me about Colin. I'm definitely going to reach out to Colin because okay. he can definitely help me drop the paperwork for yeah, sure. For and sure. I will find a local lawyer that's by herself or by himself. And I will get with them and get on this as a civil rights thing. Yeah. Thank and so and much.
6: as an alternative, go into it with just your, Hey, I don't know you die. You know, you're, you know, go into it like a declaratory judgment, you know, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, tack that on 1983 you know count four
7: i'm, yeah, I'm gonna do that and i've <laughs> got your website too I've got your website. Right. i'm gonna i'm thank gonna really get great. i'm gonna get over there thank y'all right. so much for everything you're doing and good luck with it all all right thank you all right thank thanks you. rain well, I love you and talk to y'all you later Oh, uh, okay. Rain, I got you on
4: the tail end. I will tell Lisa uh, that you said hello. She's listening. So, Lisa, hopefully you're out there in the chat. I don't know. All right, you guys, uh, thank you for the suggestions on uh, getting a salt gun. I've never heard of that before, but apparently you use them to shoot flies out of the sky. That would be uh, something that I could definitely have here in the studio just in case we get another fruit fly like we just did. All right, we've got DJ Vector coming in next, and nobody else is on the line, guys. So, if you don't have any questions for these guys, then uh, um, I don't know. I think you should definitely jump on the line and ask them your thoughts. Uh, what's going on, Vector? How you doing, buddy?
9: Hello, Zach, Red Pill Seventy Eight, my friend. How are you going? Hello, Ernie. Hello, Gary. I'm pretty sure I've spoken to you before on it. So lovely you to have. talk to you again. That's right. How's That's things going? Right. Definitely remember me? you're getting there. Now you're getting to the Supreme Court. Now we, it's the it's the actual the game. I think they're going to accept the case. That's what I think. I think they're going to give you what you need. The cert. It's the certification, right? So that um, you get the rubber stamp from the Supreme Court. All right. Well, if it's it's Justice Clarence's uh, opinions, then, uh, you know, in some of that evidence, I can't see why they, you know, A, he wouldn't rule in your favor, but, you know, we'll see how we go because I think it's a complicated business with the Supreme Court being split as it is. Nobody really knows Mm -hmm. what's going on with the Supreme Court at all. You know, like, it's very secretive. And I just wanted to make a comment about this is that Trump at his last rally, he was talking about... Uh, finding the leaker of the Supreme Court and that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that person should go to jail uh, and they should get the the source of information from the media and just say it's about national security and then put that person in jail and uh, become some prisoner's new bride uh, to quote President Trump. So I thought that was pretty funny for a start. And, um, you know, I think President Trump was saying a lot of stuff to us. Oh, and another thing he said, Zach, as well, and gentlemen, he talked about satanic ritual abuse. He mentioned that, like, straight up in one of his speeches. I don't think he's yep. ever talked about that ever. So yeah, uh, what, what are your comments about, about any of that? Hello, by the way.
6: <laughs> Hello. Well, um, let, let me begin by backtracking a little bit because we were talking about the different justices. And I'm really interested in what Justice Brown Jackson has to say because there she's the new justice on the court and she's going to deny citizens that have come to court under a civil rights act mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. lack of standing to sue a big corporation. Yeah. You see what I mean? I'm interested mm-hmm. in her opinion, because, you know, we just assume it's going to be five, four. We're going to win nine to zero. There's no way any of those justices can say, Oh no, these citizens, by the way, out of our original uh, seven clients, three of them are African American. There's no way they're going to say, Oh No these people have no standing to sue mark zuckerberg you know you yes, see but what Gary, i mean she, she doesn't do know
9: what a woman is she can't define a I woman uh, i You're mean saying- what i mean how's she ever going to vote on anything to do with abortions or women's rights or anything like that these people are scammers they just keep moving the goalposts and they just keep making stuff up as they go along to confuse dumb people but you know, because nobody knows what the constitution says. Nobody knows anything. You know, everyone's just so uneducated these days, even though we've got as much information at our fingertips in the history of the world, yet people are as dumb as they have ever been in the history of the world. So this frustrates me. And, um, it's hard following politics when, you know, if it was just clear cut and straight and everyone followed the law and we had elections and all that kind of stuff, that would just be beautiful. But no, uh, it's not like that at all. It's just a big scam. And, um, you know, I got kind of discouraged hearing you speak earlier, and I was like, "Oh, geez, we're kind of effed here." But uh, hopefully, you know, we're, we're, this isn't the case. Either way, we can't give up, ladies and gents. You know what's at stake here, so uh, I don't want to be blackpilling anyone because that is not the case. hundred percent, go vote, go represent, go and do what you got to do. Because uh, anyone that says don't vote is uh, is an idiot, and they don't have your best interests at heart. So that's what I think. Go ahead, sir. Tend to agree. <clears throat>
6: Well, I also uh don't want to be a black pill. I I'm, I'm there's always a political solution. I'm just worried because I've spent my whole adult life um researching totalitarian and communist movements and they're very serious. And we could all imagine a world where we got along and, and it would be so fun and so creative. And, I, you know, Australia, and New Zealand, I feel so bad for those countries. I feel so bad for Canada and Great Thank Britain you. and France and Germany. I feel so horrible for the Ukraine. I feel so bad for Russians. We would all get along. We, you know, even our Chinese brothers and sisters, we would all get along. We could do it. But these warmongers and these people that just want to depopulate this whole vaccine thing, when is that going to collapse? Tell us what's going on. I mean, we're just assuming that Australia is going to lead the way on the collapse of the vaccine thing. Give us the update on that. Wh- yeah, when is it yeah. really going
9: to collapse? It's it's happening now. People are getting sick, and uh, Australians are the kind of people that will go along with a lot of stuff, but when they find out that they've been hoodwinked like this at this level and uh, our politicians and leaders have got stakes you know, and all sorts of dodgy connections with uh the the vaccine companies and uh all the all of their agendas everything to do with mask wearing and all of the useless other things that everyone in the rest of the world has had to put up with now uh it's it's going to be much serious i'm expecting people to be tried if found guilty to be you know uh sent to jail you know there's no way out of it no one is getting away with this in australia that's a fact i don't care who they are if they've broken the law and they've broken the public trust and they've poisoned us with this garbage then they are going to be paying for this with jail time with their money all of it you know um this is disgusting and appalling so to talk about all of that stuff. But it's not just that. It's the excuse, the scam of COVID that they used to take away all of our rights as well. And now they're signing over our country to the World Health Organization and they can do whatever they want in the name of having their global government. And you see, you have to understand this is why they're destroying the West it all starts with the family unit. It all starts with, uh, you know, all these abortions and indoctrinating our children with critical race theory and gender fluidity and then bringing in all these, you know, hormone blockers and other things so that our kids can be, you know, then mutilated. And it's all funded and, and all of that. So abortion and all of that is pretty bad here in Australia. It's just as bad as in the United States. Um, and um I have to make the comments about there are more Black babies that are uh, aborted then born in uh, New York, apparently, and in Georgia and places like that. So mm-hmm. this is becoming uh, a sickening issue uh, all around the world, and uh, you know that this is this is why the country is being broken down. It's all very very deliberate. All of the ownership of the media—they're trying to destroy us. It's a uh, a full attack on humanity, but especially the United States, a for what it represents: freedom. Uh, free speech all of that kind of stuff being able to defend yourself having a go and becoming successful no wonder everybody wants to come to our countries in the first place but if they can if they can't destroy america then they can't have their new world order and for whatever sick reason they just want to break america for no reason because as peter Tickton said they just want to break everything and they think it's going to make things better but it isn't it isn't going to make things better to destroy america It will destabilize the whole world And that's what's happening now. Look at what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. So we might all be dead next week. You you just don't know. So sorry to rant, but I'm getting pretty passionate about this stuff. Well,
6: you know, we always talk about having a constitutional convention here, but we don't need one. Australia needs a constitutional convention. You need to completely separate from Great Britain, have a president, have a constitution. You see what I mean? You
9: know, own
6: yourself. leftists are using that, bro.
9: They're using that here uh, to, to to turn Australia into a republic, but the left are doing it in such a way where they're going to bring in a system that's going to destroy the country. So if we have a system that's like the United States, as far as the Constitution, you know, the First and Second Amendments and all of that, the Bill of right. Rights in particular, we don't have any right. of that here, man. Like you know, we've got to be able to possess I, firearms. Yeah. You know how You've dangerous it to, is. To, yeah, every country yes, needs the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. ernie and gary and zach you guys not, must understand how dangerous it is for me to speak like this oh, of course on air. I, understand. Um, I understand i do i don't have the same protections no. that you do so I, right. I need to be extremely careful i don't talk about my own government or necessarily okay what's happening in australia for yeah. obvious reasons that don't need to okay. be explained and there my focus is on u.s politics and global geopolitics um there you go
6: well thank you for that anyway, too we're just yeah. always interested in the supporting your country as well so and thank you for focusing on the united states because you know, in the end, uh, we're going to get it back. It just may not be in two years or six years or eight years, but it it could be that long of a fight. And that's what we have to be in for, because it's really not for us. It's for our unborn children who aren't even here yet. I have little children and And they don't know what's going on, but they're going to be 25 in about a blink of an eye. And then they're going to be 50 and I'm going to be long gone. So, so the whole point is we have to do this no matter how long it takes, because you're right. If America goes down, it's Katie bar the door after that. Uh, It'll be a domino effect after that. No one will have any chance because everyone's been disarmed, you know, and that's just the reality of the situation. Hate to make, hate to be so cold blooded about it, but, but we're not disarmed.
9: And, uh, Eric, and can so, I make a yeah. final point? Because I'm sure you've got other callers, but the First Amendment, uh, free speech is non-negotiable. We can't negotiate with terrorists and we don't. The Second Amendment shall not be infringed and shall not mean shall not from my cold dead hands. I'll quote Charlton Heston for, on behalf of my US patriot friends. The Second Amendment is the glue that keeps the United States together. And it's the deterrent that uh, that makes sure that you have the lifestyle and you can do the things that you need to do. Now, the United States is the glue that keeps the rest of the world together. So, if the rest of the, if America falls, Australia and the rest of the world are proper effed. And I know this. So, if I want help for my country from our greatest allies, well, then you turn to America. And America is being gang raped by all these globalist uh, POSs. And we can't we can't have that. So, this is why people around the world need to understand that. America first, isn't them being selfish or anything like that. No, we must save America. There is no other way. This is it. This is the last stand. And if America falls, the rest of the world is going to just descend into tyranny and chaos, a technotronic prison, the likes of which you've never seen before with central bank, digital currencies, and all the rest of it. So um, this is prophecy. This is, will happen. I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys know that uh, they're planning all this stuff and they just oh, can't yeah. wait to do this great reset, collapse the entire system, the whole financial system, and um, you know, destroy the primacy of the U.S. dollar in particular, which is still strong right now because there is nothing else. But mm-hmm. they're looking for everything that they can do to destroy it. So, anyway, um, maybe I'm going a bit too deep, but sorry. No, you're I'm- opening
6: my eyes about it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I've got a fresh new appreciation about the importance of America. Mm-hmm. I mean, just in the last two minutes. I mean, I, oh yeah, I, man. yeah. It's I mean, I so really important. do. You're you're uh, you're really opening my eyes on the important. I mean, I never thought of America first like you just described it. And and now I'm seeing it in an entirely different way, you know. So I really appreciate that. That was those. That, that was guys. You know,
9: I swore my life to the United States, work. to my own country, to the Constitution, the people, the Bill of Rights, against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I've taken my pledge of allegiance to the flag as well. You know, we are shoulder to shoulder. We must do this together. We've always fought together, and now we've got a good reason to do it Amen. and right. uh, and save our, our children's right. future So. Um, yeah. Don't don't worry about the Australian accent. This is global. This is the spirit of America all around the yeah. world, and is literally unstoppable because the globalists did not expect people like me mm-hmm. and and, yeah. uh, and my ilk to be turning around and actually fighting like this this hard for the United States because we understand what's actually going on, you know. Um, so I'll leave it at that anyway. So well, I really appreciate tr- you. Before
4: you go, Believe in Conspiracy, Believer in Conspiracy over on Rumble says this Australian guy is awesome. And I wanted to make sure that he was aware that you can go to Vector's channel, Uh, you can search uh, DJ Vector, and it'll pop up, and you can subscribe to him there. He has his own program, he has his own show, he's also a very talented musician, so definitely go subscribe to Vector, and uh, you will get all kinds of
9: content like this all the time. (laughs) now dj dj go ahead are you on twitter yes i am i'm uh, at dj vector 117 on twitter so and uh, they haven't thrown me off uh especially considering when i do my show i'm extremely politically incorrect on purpose (laughs) because i'm trying to shock people and get their attention especially with my accent and uh the infotainment aspect of all of this but really there's a there's a much bigger process of Gaining the attention of normies and younger people through memetics and music and special effects.
6: Through music as well as everything else. It's
9: subliminal, it's subconscious. And, um, it shows people that, uh, using Australian, uh, larrikinism, irreverent humor to shock people, crocodile Dundee style is going to be extremely effective to the U.S. audience. And we must get into the hearts and minds of the people in the United States because that's the key here. The rest of the world, we already know what's going on there. It's a basket case, but the U.S., must be fixed. So in November, ladies and gents, make sure you vote, make sure you participate, make sure you run for office. This is going to be a generational fight and we can never, ever give up. So, you know, uh, now I understand. And, uh, I really do feel like, a, uh, I'm doing my job and I'm a child of America and I'm serving my country by doing this in the first place. Cause it's the right thing to do. Absolutely.
4: All right, Vector, I love you. And thank you so much for calling in brother. Stay strong and thank you for doing what you do.
9: I love you guys. Thank you. Till next time, talk soon. Bye-bye. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Great. Thank you.
4: Now,
6: Zach, look how much more popular DJ Vector would be on, fa- uh, on Twitter. I'm not advertising Twitter. Sure, sure. I'm just saying, look, look how m- much more popular he would be on Twitter if you were on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Look how much more popular Dominion Class Action would be mm-hmm. if you were on Twitter. Yep. do you see what i mean oh absolutely we're not we get no reach everybody loves you and i'm not trying to stroke you i'm just saying everybody loves you you really and it's not controversial you just have good guests on and you ask yep. them simple questions and they talk for a long time it's kind of like the duran you know like they have good you know they got guests on yeah so why why would you even x22 mm-hmm. it is pretty mainstream what he talks about why mm-hmm. isn't he on twitter why, yeah. why isn't Alex Jones on Twitter? Why isn't Roger Stone on Twitter? Even if you hate those guys, why aren't they on Twitter? So uh, We're it's dangerous. pretty crazy, just pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah, Because it really is, you get millions of people, you know, theoretically, you could get a lot of a big following. And, and then if you gave someone the blessing like DJ Vector, well, yep. then his whole audience would open up to how yep. cool he is. So, So they really did you a dirty deed. Uh, by by taking you off Twitter, we got to restore that account. I think it's it's yeah. a big deal.
4: Yeah, big I'm deal. I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens. Apparently, Elon Musk is instituting some type of uh, a, a governance board or something to. Take a look at what will and will not be allowed on Twitter, but you know, I mean, I, I did hear initially that he was going to be reversing all bans and doing away with permanent bans. But I mean, I think there are things that they can argue. People should be like, if you you know threaten to kill somebody or in you keep you're stalking and harassing them, you know that's one yeah. thing, but. You know, that's nothing we were doing. Uh, also, Rain, uh, who had called in uh, initially said, thank you, Zach. That call meant so much to me, and I love all of you. Together, we can do this. Uh, I will totally second that. And then Fred Awakening says, my last question, last question was pretty real regarding lawsuit versus major corp and health cost increase. Now I want to know if these fine men think Corn Pop was a good or a bad dude. I vote good dude. Corn Pop was the guy that, of course, Joe Biden almost got into a knife fight with uh, outside of that Delaware pool. Uh, <laughs> he asked this of the guests last night. Uh, so he also said, the company I work for, a big bank, has been charging unvaccinated employees an extra $100 for our health care each month because we are more likely to be hospitalized with real data coming out. Can we sue them and win? It seems like a pretty unfair and arbitrary uh, uh, policy to institute making people get uh, have have more expensive insurance and more expensive health care simply because they didn't want to take an unnecessary medication. And obviously, you know, more people are finding out that it really wasn't a good idea to do in the first place. And we got a bunch of people dying. And, you know, I think in 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 um, Korea, they just had 50 people have a heart attack like uh, in in a single day. I don't know why. But I I know that they have a, a pretty high vaccinated population. Ernie, well, a, any thoughts?
5: Uh, uh, well, I I know that uh uh well I, I from my personal experience, our our healthcare insurance is uh I guess we get a credit towards our healthcare insurance if we accumulate so many points that are based on our overall health. And one of the things that they give us a huge amount of points for is taking the COVID shot. Oh wow! So by them take by them for you know basically saying go take the COVID shot, you will have to pay less for your health insurance. Now I don't have to necessarily take the COVID shot. I can get points doing other things too, but sure. you know, it's like 10 points run, run two miles. You get 10 points. You get the COVID shot. You get like 2,500 points. You know, that's insane.
4: insane.
6: That's yeah. just preparing yeah. you for the social yeah. credit score. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the, the ARP commercials of, you know, those ARP commercials where you're getting on your cell phone. And if you go for a walk, you get ARP points. All these yeah. things are preparing us. But to answer the question of the, of the caller, it all starts with a letter and it all starts with you. So you write your boss and CC it to the general manager and CC it to corporate and you say whatever you want to say. Hey, you guys owe me 1400 bucks because over the last 14 months, you've been charging me $100. You see what I mean? See, that goes back mm-hmm. to this nominal damages. Now, we're not talking about civil rights, but we are talking about 800 bucks or $600, Mm -hmm. however much he lost. Okay. But if you times that by the number of other employees who lost the same amount, that's, you know, that's called a class action. Mm -hmm. That's a lawyer. Wouldn't be interested in taking your lousy $600 case, but a group of lawyers might be interested in taking on, you know, a thousand employees that lost that kind of, that kind of, that Mm -hmm. kind of money. So so it starts with a mean letter. Stop doing it. I'm not paying it. Mm -hmm. And then getting a lawyer. And then the lawyer writes a nasty letter. It's called a demand letter. Stop doing that. Give me my client's money back. That's where every lawsuit starts. Stop doing that. And then, you know, again, if a lawyer or you want to file an action, there's 10 of you. Why wouldn't 10 of you say, well, we all work in the same bank and we're sick of this extra uh, hundred dollars a month. Well, that's not civil rights. Well, still, you know, it's there's a lawsuit in there somewhere. It's unfair. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's 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 arbitrary. It's capricious. It's it's a breach of employment contract. It's something be creative. The whole point is it's totally wrong. Mm -hmm. And the persons that should be paying the extra hundred dollars is the vaccinated. Right. Really? I mean, that's who should be paying the extra hundred dollars. So, yeah, there's always something to do. And then you could walk with your feet by quitting your job. But but yeah, you see what I mean? Just got to get creative. How much is the harm? It's only a hundred bucks a month. Everybody just puts up with it. But then after a year, it's 1,200 bucks. Well, write a nasty letter and then go see a lawyer and pay a consultation fee and pay $1,500 to have them write a a nasty letter. Do you see what I mean? If Mm -hmm. you don't stand up for your rights, who's going to stand up for them, Correct even if they're not civil rights, state action, if your boss is messing with your autonomy you know and and trying to get you to take a vaccine that's dangerous, and that's the other part i mean that, that that's part of the reason they're charging you the hundred dollars is not to try to make an extra hundred bucks off you, but to try to get you to take the shot, so that's the manipulation that's even worse. Than them charging you the hundred bucks is the manipulation. How many people have given in in your company because they didn't want to pay the hundred bucks? Right. to take the shot. That's yeah. another fact you un- un- you discover in uh, in discovery. And then all the other people that took the shot would also join the lawsuit because they'd be pissed off that they took the shot. So, so yeah, it's all gonna it's all gonna unravel here very very soon. This is. Yeah, but that's good. I, I can't wait for that to unravel. Uh, I just I, can't yeah, wait for
4: that. I'm looking forward to that mm-hmm. one for I'm sure. I'm looking forward now- to the- so here is actually something that, uh, just on this subject. I haven't had a chance to mention it yet, but there is uh, a, a new sponsor of the show. It's the same people who were working with Dr. Zelenko on his nutraceuticals before uh, he passed away. It's called the Wellness Company, and it's something that I've talked about having a need for on the show before. It's like a healthcare cooperative. So you pay like a month, like a yearly fee. To join the cooperative, and they have a network of doctors that are not going to force you to get the jab or even suggest that you get the jab. Uh, You can also choose to go with total homeopathic healthcare, uh, and uh, their access to their services is discounted when you're a part of the group. It's called the Wellness Company. And uh, if you use code RP78, you get 5% off. And so I'm just going to share that information here. Um, This is actually something I'm doing because I've had insurance that I couldn't use for the last year living here in Florida. Because uh, for whatever reason, nobody accepts this insurance and it's garbage. So I'm going to share that out there, and I'd love to hear if you guys uh, are get into this and you use the wellness company and if you find uh, some benefit in it, because um, you know, finding a doctor that isn't going to suggest you get the jab right now is uh, is a little difficult. All right, a mention uh, from earlier in the show, Colin is on the line. We're bringing him in. And Colin, before. welcome to the program. Good to see you again. Uh, for whatever reason, yep. nobody accepts this insurance, and it's garbage. So I'm going to share that out. All right, okay. there we go. All right, excellent, excellent. So, Colin, uh, hearing Rain discuss her issue, does that sound like something you might be able to to assist her with?
10: I just got a call from somebody. I'm out of town uh, okay. on a big meeting. It was a great day, um, and. Uh, Somebody called and told me that I should call in. So is that Gary? Yeah, it's Gary and Ernie. Hey, hi, Ernie. Yeah, it is. Good hey, I wonder to you guys, what happened? I, I took about two days to write you that five-page or three-page, whatever it ended up being, about the 11th Amendment. Did you get it and read it? I'm sure we did. I, I'm sure it's in my office. I'm sure
6: it's in my office. I've just got to uh, – I've been doing, like, back-to-back jury trials, and we've been working on this – Petition forever. We're just exhausted. It's I got totally you. Yeah, out, but, I know what that's like. But I know, yeah, just, I know, it's an. I know exactly what desk it's on, and I know exactly where it's at in my mind. I just got to right. get after it. All
10: right, because it's just really weird when, when you know, I don't get any communication back, and then I don't get, commu- you know, from this and this, and then right in the middle of something, so I, I didn't know what what to think when I was being banned or. Oh know, no, not at
6: all. It's just a matter of being completely overwhelmed and working, you know, 15 well, yeah. hours a day. It's crazy. I got you. It's.
10: Insanity. Uh, so, what was this thing? Um, Rain. Okay, well, so you, yeah, this
4: this is something to do with an excise tax on Rain's, um, uh, uh, Nick Vapor products that she and her husband makes. Uh, they, they've essentially treated her nicotine vapor as if it is a pack of cigarettes. So, like, they wanted her to tax it as if it was cigarettes even though they're using synthetic nicotine, it's nothing derived from the tobacco plant. And well, uh, and she said that based upon the laws, as she has them, um, they are outside of their legal boundaries to do this. And they basically just told her that she owes them 20 grand and there's nothing she can do about it. So um, well,
10: you can give her my information. And I can talk to her, but it sounds like, uh, is it a corporation or a, uh, some kind of LLC or business or anything? Or is uh, it
4: I believe she has a, a corporation or an LLC Um, But it's the state of Louisiana that is coming after her, and she has tried to uh, find legal representation there locally, and every single lawyer that she's found and spoken with said that they can't represent her because it's a conflict of interest because they already represent the state. (laughs) <laughs> and I thought that was interesting, you know, that uh, what are the chances every single lawyer in her local area has already, you know, been given a $20 retainer or something? I mean, maybe maybe they did that on purpose so nobody can hire. Well, they're
10: considered officers of the court. So technically speaking, they are representing the state, aren't they?
9: Mm-hmm.
10: So know, it's kind of a conflict no matter what. Um, by the way, speaking of which, I want to mention, I think I don't know if I mentioned, but I want to mention it to, to these two gentlemen here. For the first time since, I don't know, 10, 15 years now, I've had certified notarized um, uh, POAs, Power of Attorneys. And two times, one in a state court and in a federal court, I was denied the opportunity to speak because I did not hold a bar card. Now, isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Now, I did get it on the record. I asked the question. I said, oh, so you're admitting on the record. I was talking to the judge. I said, so you're admitting on the record that this is not. In a uh, proper Article Three constitutional court, but rather a private bar association meeting. No rebuttal. <laughs> so we, you know, on that case, we kind of got it on the record. But I wanted to know if you guys knew of this. Uh, I mean, they're they're out in the they're plainly out in the open. Congress has said that the bar association is a socialist organization twice um, years ago. I'm just curious as to what your response is the fact that they, they, they're completely ignoring and will not allow uh POWs anymore. I mean <laughs> power PLA, sorry. Well, I don't know what to say about that
6: other than um you know, I think that, you know, I think sometimes there's a confusion, like if you're a member of the American Bar Association, mm-hmm. you send in a dues check, you become a part of this association, you get a magazine once a month, and then all of a sudden, the so-called American Bar Association starts contributing to all these progressive ideas and and doing all these progressive things, and, and their so-called communist organization. Well, that's just the American Bar Association that we, we don't even... We don't even talk to them or anything like that, but, but I'm not associated with it. I don't think Ernie is either. We don't associate with any of those so-called bar associations or, or, uh, the, um, um, you know, the, um, uh, the, uh, different, um, uh, what, what are they called that, you know, they're, they're, they're connected to the British system.
10: You know, they have them here and they are. Oh, British, British accredited registry, yeah, all that. Yeah, well, well I'm just and curious what you think about the fact that the judge would actually say if you do not have a, if you're not a member of the bar and you don't, you are not, you know, you don't have a license to practice, we cannot hear you. And that's the first time that's, I even, when I was doing one with uh, what's it called, Homeland Security, uh-huh, the judge yeah. actually asked me because I was, the, the woman, was fumbling and so on, cross examining. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to help her as best I could. The judge says, Do you want him to act as, uh, you know, give, you want to give him power of attorney? And the woman mm-hmm. said, Yes. And the, the judge literally wrote it out on yeah, paper sure. in hand and had her sign it. Right. And I I conducted the rest of the trial. Right. And, uh, you know, but now here I am both in a federal court and in a state court. Uh, just recently, it's the first time it's ever happened. Not, right. you're not a member of the bar, you can't speak. We won't hear okay. you. And then they turned my mic off. The ends of court. That's what I was thinking about. There these, these,
6: the ends of court you can belong to. Well, they're very progressive out, uh, outfits, but that doesn't mean that all lawyers are, are barristers or whatever. But in your situation, we were just talking about this when you, before you got on for, for people that run in our neck of the woods, you know, most of us would go into court pro se. We would want to be pro se. We wouldn't want a lawyer, but yeah. if you can't have a power of an attorney, well, then how could you be pro se? So, so it's really the right of the person to speak pro se through their designated counsel, exactly. not right to an attorney, right to counsel. Exactly. So what would you do? You would file an injunction. You would file an appeal. Those judges are wrong and you know, they're wrong. And there's yeah. been no, there's been no rule changes or, or whatever, but yeah, they just punch the button and it seems like a conspiracy and it seems like officers of the court are, are the barristers of the end. No, it's not. It's just judges making mistakes they're, they make mistakes all day, every day. And you, so, you need to do something. You need to uh, file an appeal because then the appeal is just the ivory tower. They're just reading briefs. How could an appeals court issue a decision that supports the person's power of attorney not being able to speak in open court? I mean, that's just preposterous. That's, yeah. That mm-hmm. is outrageous. So would I do a writ of mandamus then? You could go to the Supreme Court. You know, or go to yeah. the local federal court. I mean, right. if it's a state court, I would do a writ of mandamus in the in whatever state of uh, state supreme right. court you're in, and right. uh, I mean, I'd get to the bottom of that. Uh, but even if you don't get emergency relief, if they lose the action because you weren't able to speak, right. well, there's going to have to be an appeal, and it's right. going to have right. to be overturned because
10: you weren't able to speak. That's well. That's, that's one of the reasons why. That's one of the reasons why I haven't. Taking any action. And in this, in one of the cases, anyway, in the state case, uh, it turned out to be a real blessing because the attorney that we found uh, was the original attorney who wrote the trust, and he's very, uh, very awake. Um, it, in the good sense, and uh, he's on the ball. He's like, "Oh, these people—they're fried because they've been—they're they, trying to steal this woman's estate." Is what it comes right. To.
6: I, that's what it comes down to. Okay, so you got relief on that, but yeah, uh, I could see that happening where some lady comes in, brings a person like you in, uh, and and they say, "Oh, you're not a member of the bar." No, she's pro se. I'm her right. representative, and okay. I've got power of attorney. Oh. I could—I can't believe a judge would do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, And
3: and, and, so
10: So 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 at the very least, I should do something about that issue alone. Am I correct? Because that's a denial of right. At least that's what a 42, 1983, at least. Right. That's a That's a lack
6: of due process. Absolutely. I mean, you have a right to speak in court and you have a right to have a representative in court. I always call it caveman law. If you were a little scrawny person, your uncle could always stand up for you in the cave and say, hey, leave my nephew alone. You yeah. see what I mean? Like the big caveman could stand up. Well, exactly. that's what you are. You're the big caveman. Yeah. Hey, right. leave this lady alone. That's She's right. have always yeah. been able to do that. Now, if you didn't have the power of attorney, you'd need to be a bar member. Right. Mm-hmm. Then the judge would just shut you down. All right. Well, now, you this, was, this was fully done, notarized was the whole nine yards. Totally yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. you got to do something. Now, I never suggest filing professional grievances because that's karma. I mean, who would want that? But What well, sometimes- did you
10: say you don't? You don't. I you don't like profess, to say oh you,
6: you should file what? Well, no uh, a a grievance. Like, you know, you should grieve that lawyer or you should file a complaint against that judge. I I try to stay away from that because you know that's karma. You know, I don't like people grieving me. I don't like people filing complaints right. against me. But sometimes if you have to file something against a judge, you have to do it. Yeah. If you have to file a complaint with the judicial committee watch men or whatever, you have to do it.
10: I guess I, I guess I could go to, uh, what is that, uh, 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 win with the bonds or bond? Bonds, bonds for the win. win. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> try it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, uh, like I say, uh, Zach, if you want to give her my info, I'll I do what I, I can sh- do to help out she's a little got bit.
4: Your, I think she's got your number already. She said that she was going to call you in the chat, but, just in case you, you don't have it, you, know, you can reach him at continued competency training at proton.me. Correct. Yes, at proton.me. Okay, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, Colin, we got to bounce. We are at the end of the show, but I'm glad you called in, buddy. Good to see you again. Blessings. And yeah. thank you, Gary, and, and have a great
6: night. I, I promise, Friday. I promise I'll get back to you. It might be a month or so, but I I'll get back to
10: you. Okay, I appreciate I'm it back. because I'd like to I'd like you to read it because I, I went to a lot of trouble. I thought you'd enjoy it. I and, will. And I'm I really thinking. I cross reference it and everything. Okay. Uh, you know, I didn't do the format, I didn't have time, but I I thought it was uh I you know, I thought it was pretty daggone good. And I'd love to hear if you have an argument that was, you know, shoot it down or whatever, because you know, I'm right. gonna move forward to by the way. Um, well, you're too busy now, but I'd love to get somebody who wants to help. I figured out how we can uh vacate the unlawful um uh what do they call that? Um election. Oh, how would that be? Well, it's actually quite simple. And and you guys, in fact, correct me on this. Um, If the states, because the states are the ones that they are guided by federal rules, but the, the states are the ones that have the responsibility of creating the ballots and counting the ballots and so on, and then they certify it, right? Right. If somebody is on the ballot that is not eligible, that's an invalid ballot right at the beginning, isn't it?
6: It could be. Are you talking about the vice president?
10: You betcha. Kamala. We'll see yeah, that's exactly right. He's yeah. not a natural born citizen. That's right. In, On in either regulated. side. On either side. On that's either right. side. And so the states are put together an invalid, valid, which means that it cannot be certified, can they? That's
6: right. That's right. And that is a good point. I made that same point in 2008. If you really? have one parent, well, if, if the whole birth certificate was a red herring. The whole point was if Barack Obama's dad was born in Africa, right. he's not a natural born citizen That's correct. through his own admission. That's correct. Through his own admission birth certificate. Who cares where he was born? Exactly. So so that was an illegitimate election. 2012. Was That's a, correct. I'm just stating the law. You could love Obama. I'm just stating the law. Sure. And you're right.
10: 2020 is similarly invalid. If for I got me. one other quick. I got one other quick question for you. I haven't looked it up, but I mean to. I believe in the Constitution. It says somebody who has committed—I don't know if it says—has been found guilty, has committed high crimes, misdemeanors, or treason, are also ineligible for any office. Now we have private face evidence two times, and remember, it says by the witness of two or more or confession in open court, which is the open courtyard, which is in public, that he is that uh, uh, by dumb has admitted that we have the most sophisticated, uh, fraudulent vote counting system. And the other one was, oh, uh, damn, look at it. He did fire him, uh, you know, the one that was good, the investigator that was going to investigate his son. So we have two incidences of definitely high crimes and misdemeanors. Therefore, he's not eligible for any position of public trust, which, again, now what I was thinking of doing when I present uh, in presenting it to the Supreme Court, I would put both of them in there knowing that one's a slam dunk but also feeling out how they feel about uh, whether you have to be convicted first or whether they have confessed uh, in public to the crimes, whether that's sufficient or not. You follow me thinking? I follow you. I follow you. And the whole point is, uh, depending upon
6: it, the, the, the ultimate finding in our case, if the people had the power to bring their own civil rights actions, we'd be doing things like this. And why wouldn't we have the power to do that? That seems Ridiculous that we wouldn't have the power to we do, do have it. Though. Of course, we do.
4: Yeah, that's, the that's thing. what it's, all, do, about. But they, that's what it's like all about. They'd like us to believe that we don't have the all power. All right. Well, thank you, Zach. Thank all you. right, Colin. We got a bounce, buddy. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you calling in. God bless. We'll see you next Blessings. time. All right, you guys, before we end, real quick, I just need to say through the thank yous over here on Buy Me a Coffee. Andrew, thank you very much for that coffee. Uh Luann V, thank you for the shades. Sean Joe, appreciate that cookie. Matt 1776, he says, nothing better than RP 78 on a Saturday night. Liberty Bells says, much love, Red Pill. God bless you, and thank you for all you do. Low Country, Brooklyn, drop the link to the Dominion Class com lawsuit website. Uh, Matt1776, thank you for that can. C. Blanche said, uh, fuck with the PH. Our crooked government, Godspeed, fam... Empress says, uh, one of your best shows ever. Thank you very much. I, I couldn't do it if it weren't for these guys. Uh, Zozo Dude, good to see you, buddy. He said, as always, RP, great guests and a fascinating topic. Elizabeth G says, not to brag, but even as a Canadian, I know and understand more about the U.S. Constitution than the libtards. Uh, Empress, thank you again for that cookie and that phone and that can and that cookie and that cookie. And then Anandak says, the WHO is attacking Australia counterattack by finding a way to shut down the WHO. Empress, thank you for that cookie. Michelle uh, Ann says, uh, great, great caller, thank you. Uh, Cuba Anand says, this is the last stand Empress said, At last, Mimsy, I see your can and I raise you a cookie. And then at Cuban Anon, I see your phone and raise you a cookie. Empress then dropped another cookie and then said, Red Pill 78, is there a class action lawsuit against the Facebook fact checkers yet? Not that I am aware of. Uh, Matt1776 says, cheers tonight, gentlemen. Skeeter Burke uh, said, uh, here's a cookie to go with your drink. Then Matt said, here's a cookie to go with your cookie, Skeeter. And Empress said, Skeeter Burke, I see your cookie and raise you a cookie. So let me just very quickly make sure there's nothing over here on Lisa's Cash App, because, of course, I don't have a Cash App. And, yes, Jerry. Thank you very much, Jerry. No message, but uh, a donation over on Cash App. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, guys. uh, As always, uh, what would you most like the audience to take away from the uh, the conversation tonight? And what should we be looking for to stay abreast of what's happening in this case?
6: Well, I would just say state action, state action, state action. Steve Bannon needs to start talking about state action and the Constitution. Mike Lindell, who I don't know, uh, I don't talk to Mike Lindell. Uh, he needs to start talking about Section 1983 and state action. Mm-hmm. Uh, General General Flynn needs to talk about. 1983 and state action. I don't, I don't talk to General Flynn. Uh, um, 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 Patrick Byrne needs to start talking about civil rights, class action, 1983, the Constitution, due process, First Amendment, equal protection. What in the heck is going on? Why can't we get anyone to talk about state action and the Constitution? It's really distressing. It's really mm-hmm. distressing. Those are my final
5: thoughts. Thank you. Okay. Thanks Excellent. for
6: having us, Zach. You're the man. Always, You've always. always. Been there for us,
5: love Thank having you here.
4: Thank and you. Ernie, always. how about you, sir?
5: Yeah, I, I would encourage everybody to go back and look through our pleadings and, and uh, you know, r- refresh the recollection about everything that's going on. Go to dominionclassaction.com and really help donate to the cause, too. I mean, that's really one place where, where people can really help out the most right now is uh, to help donate either through uh, dominionclassaction.com or to the uh, 501 uh, charity that is really helping support us to uh, save our suffrage. Uh, I think their website is vote. So I think you can go to either one of those two sites and, and help us in our cause.
4: Okay, excellent. Once again, appreciate you guys being here. Thank you for all your efforts. Thank you to everybody out there in the audience. Uh, I think that tomorrow I'm going to, finally get the finishing touches on my studio. I'll take some pictures and I'll show you guys what I've done. I'm pretty excited about it. There's a couple of little pieces that are going to be coming, but I will now have my regular recording area over here and then like a physical interview section over on the other side of the room. And so I'm hoping to bring you guys some live interviews uh recorded from this studio space. So Gary and Ernie, thank you very much, guys. One more time. Thank you to everybody out there in the audience. I appreciate all of you. Good luck and God bless. We'll see you Monday. Thank
1: you.